What's up, what's up, what's up, world? It's your boy, Wildcard Mar, in the building. Welcome to the first inaugural edition of Late Night Out Talk with your boy, Wildcard Mar. As you can see, I'm still wearing my Chiefs jersey. Look, I, I got to be unbiased, of course, of what I'm doing on the podcast, but I am a Chiefs fan, and... I wore this on purpose because there's no shame in my game. We got smacked. Well, Chiefs got smacked. And it is what it is. But I'm still a ride or die. I got 33 years into this. I ain't going to hop off the train just because we got smacked. All right? So unless you're a Buccaneers fan, I ain't trying to hear it. You could just shut the f up. So anyway, like I said, uh, let's get the. Uh, preliminaries out the way. Um, go over to www.ioftenwonder19.com. That's where you'll find all the information on all the shows that we got going on, including IOW Sports. This is just a late night edition premiere. You know, I'm a night owl, so why not talk sports at 12 o'clock? Seems like a good idea to me. But anyway, um, of course, today was the Super Bowl. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. I was disappointed in the Super Bowl, not because I'm a Chiefs fan, but just because it was just wasn't competitive at all. Um, the buildup all two weeks was the goat versus the baby goat. And it didn't live up to the billing. I mean, of course, Bucks fans are out there partying, you know, having fun. Hopefully, I ain't catching no corona. And if you catch it, something, just keep it at corona for your sake. <laughs> but, um, man, just shout out to the to the Buccaneers. They dominated this game. Uh, of course, Tom Brady gets his seventh Super Bowl ring. I mean, look, we can have the debate whether he's a goat or not. I'm just going to say he's the greatest winner. Right? The guy knows how to win. He goes from New England, creating a dynasty up there, gets six rings. Then he goes down to Tampa in his first year and gets it done. I mean, there's no other way to say it. And, uh, you know, me and Jamel have been talking on the show all, all season about the Bucks going up and down, up and down, up and down. But they peaked at the right time, um, literally going in as as wild cards um, from the wild card weekend, going and getting a victory in, against Washington. Then they avenged two losses to the Saints. Then they go up to Green Bay, and then they get to go home. You know, the happenstance that they were playing the Super Bowl in their home building, and they, and they got it done. I mean, there's no... There's no other way around it. So um let's go ahead and tack it at at, at the uh at the Bucks point of view. I mean the Buccaneers um just they shut a high powered offense down. And and literally like this Super Bowl reminded me of the first one that the Bucks got. I mean you had the Oakland Raiders coming in with Rich Gannon High flying offense and got shut down by a tremendous defense and just uh, enough offense on the other side of the ball to put points on the board. Um, and the same thing happened tonight. I mean, Devin White is a fool, boy. That boy is a fool. Uh, boy out of LSU, he is nasty. Um, I mean, it helps when you got a you got a great front four. Uh, you had you know you got Shaq Barrett coming off one end, Jason Pierre-Paul coming off the other. Big boy Vita Vea, that's that's a that's a lot of dude right there. And then you know, uh, uh, adequate enough in Dominican Sue. You got a you got a you got a hell of five front four, and then that gives not only Devin White the freedom to run. It gives Levante David had a hell of a game tonight too. Uh Antoine Whitfield got himself a pick. 
But man, that Tampa Bay defense was flying across the field. Um, they definitely changed up the game plan from from week twelve. They made the adjustments. Then they they stuck to their guns and and they got it done. And I mean, what can you what else can you say about that defense? That defense was hellified. They were flying, hitting. I mean, if you notice, it wasn't a lot of, you know, yards at the catch for the Chiefs, pretty much if there was a completion, you know, if Mahomes wasn't running for his damn life all night, um, then, you know, they pretty much were solid on their tackling. So, you know, um, shout out to, you know, Ty Bowles, that defensive coordinator. Y'all don't uh, remember him. He was the uh, Jets coach for a few years, did him no favors, but He's always been an outstanding defensive mind, and man, he he got them boys to playing. Um, they pretty much kept two safeties back, just and they were back. They were way back. They they the game plan was was set in stone from the beginning. We're not letting Tyreek do what he did in Week Twelve and go for two hundred plus in the first half, two TDs. They were not letting that happen again at all. They were not. Uh, Travis Kelsey did get his, um, you know, but that, that's 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 a normal thing. Travis Kelsey gets his all the time. But um, they they said uh, Tampa Bay was pretty much like either you you get it underneath or you know that's that's it. We're not letting you get nothing over the top, and and that's just what it was. They were not letting it happen at all. Um, and it, it it literally took that Chiefs offense out of the game completely. And then um, let's go over to the Tampa Bay offense. I mean, they they did they did what they were supposed to do. When your your defense is shutting down the high powered offense. Um, you got your opposing defenses and the Chiefs defense, you know, getting penalties. Um, whether it was, you know, hey, I'm I'm not being armor. I'm not at all. You know, whether it was questionable questionable calls or, you know, there were some mental mistakes by the Chiefs. I mean, Chris Jones had a personal foul. Um the offsides on the on the field goal of you know that that gives the the Patriots offense a new set of downs. You know that personal foul from Chris Jones gives them a new set of downs. Um, you know they had a penalty coming off a, a interception. Um, that that gives that offense a new set of downs. Um, is so this is two two games in a row where that Tampa Bay offense does enough to keep that team in the game and not only in the game, but keep possessions, you know, and they took advantage of it, you know, um, the, the green Bay Packers had three interceptions and that offense didn't take advantage of those, those chances. And same here with the chiefs, they shot themselves in the foot and, and gave the, Offense, a couple of possessions. Um, you know, the, the offense did what they're supposed to do. You take advantage of mistakes, and and sometimes, whether you earned them or not, you still take advantage of it. And that's what Tom Brady does the best out of anybody. He takes advantage of everything that is given to him. I mean, you don't have to like the way that he got the possession, but hey, when he when he gets possessions. He's more than not gonna do something with it. Um, you know, there was too many second chances that the Chiefs defense was given to Tom Brady and that offense. And somebody of Tom Brady's caliber, you can't give him second chances. That's playing with fire. And it bit the Chiefs in the butt tonight. So um, you know, hats off, kudos to Tom Brady. Uh, Bruce Arians, you know, Byron Leftwich was calling up a hell of a fight. 
you know, offensive plan for the Buccaneers. You know, I mean, Todd Bowles, of course, you know, if the coach could have got MVP, I'd have gave it to him because when I say that man literally had probably called the best defensive scheme to stop a high-powered offense, I, I mean, this that was a clinic. And Chiefs had no answer. Chiefs had no, they didn't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, literally, uh, Patrick was running from his life all night. I mean, that defense was on fire for the Buccaneers. No, no, really, no defensive blitz. It wasn't really a lot of blitzing. It, I mean, it was a lot of too, too, too high safety. You know, um, front four was pretty much was getting the pressure. It was a lot of stunts. I saw a lot of stunts tonight. Um, you know, uh, the tackle and the, and the, um, the defensive tackle and defensive end did a lot of stunts. Did a good amount of that because there were times where I'm seeing Vita Vea literally like right here in Patrick's face. Patrick had no time. Shaq Barrett, oh, man, the pressure that he was putting on um, Patrick all night was just was just embarrassing. I'm I'm just sitting here looking at the game like, when when is the Chiefs going to do something to slow this pass rush down? And they had no answer at all. Um Man, they, now there's two Super Bowls that pay, uh, Tom Brady's been a part of where his defense has literally been shutting down offense. That last uh, Super Bowl victory he had with the Patriots over the Rams. I mean, shut down another high-powered offense. And, <laughs> man, this is what happens when you get a quarterback on one side that's, that's mentally sharp, mentally there and takes advantage of opportunities and you pair it with a defense that's going to lock it down. And this is what you get the result of. You get a Super Bowl winning team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So hats off to them. Um, man. So, you know, we're going to go over to the Chiefs side and just talk about, you know, how they lost this game. I mean, you know, all my Chiefs fans out there, you know, my uh, fellow Chiefs Kingdom members, you know, most of, majority of them will go to, you know, play uh, uh, penalties being called on the defense. And, yes, they had a lot of penalties, um, you know, and watching, you know, the halftime and you got Boomer Sciencing and, and Nate Burleson, you know, both, you know, have played in the NFL. So when you got them saying that, you know, maybe the refs are interjecting themselves a little bit too much and, you know, calling this and calling that, if they if they are saying it and they the pros and they've been in it, yeah, I mean, I'm I <laughs> look, I I'm not gonna be the one to say like, well damn, you know, maybe they lie, you know, maybe they seeing something that I ain't seeing as look. I'm just going to leave it at that. But, and here's the but, and you know, if there's going to be some Chiefs fans that's going to get mad at me for this, then so be it. But like I, like I said, when you know, just a second ago, you know, you get an offsides on the field goal attempt. You know, you held them to the three. I mean, hey, you can't give that second chance. Uh, I mean, I mean, you lined up all sides. Like is is to me that that's mental. That's mental. That is a mental mistake. You shot yourself in the foot. You know, uh, you know, Chris Jones, you can't get can get mixed up and getting high emotions and and you know, they always gonna get the second guy. Same with Tyron Matthew. They always gonna get the second guy in those personal fouls. You know, hey, come on. You you ain't gotta you ain't gotta jump into that mess. For what? This is the Super Bowl. You guys have been talking about all year, running it back, running it back. You can't run nothing back by getting penalties. Half those penalties, they we all fall. Half, I'll, I'll let Nate Burleson and Boomer Sion 
boomer size and give their opinions on those, you know, you know, I let the experts do that. But, you know, I mean, I got two eyes, you know, I saw what I saw, you know, ref saw what they saw. They threw the flag, but then it comes back to mentality. You, those penalties, yeah, they are bad timing penalties, but it, it literally took the life out of the chief defense. They, they mentally checked out after that first half and they didn't come back second half. But, you know, that's also, you know, accredited to the Bucks defense when you shut that, that high powered office down. Now, um, I'm going to say something, and, you know, whether you, you like it or not, Chiefs fans, I mean, I don't give a damn. You know, I keep it raw and uncut on this show. I keep it raw and uncut on the, on the actual IOW sports shows that streams on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Twitch every Monday and Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, I keep it real and uncut on that. You know, I keep it real and uncut on the I Often Wonder podcast, you know that is in the midst of doing 28 days of black excellence, you know, black everything for black history month. Check it out. It's been coming out every day, 12 o'clock. Matter of fact, that new episode just dropped. Check it out. But you know, you got to keep it real. You got to keep it 100. Andy Reid did not have a good coaching game. He did not coach his finest game in his show. When when the game was 0-0, you got him on a three and out to begin the game. You get the ball. You go about, what is it, six plays, and then you punt. And then you get the, the Buccaneers to go four plays and punt. You know, I mean, you had your chances. So, I mean, and, and then you go down and get a field goal, you, you stall out, you know. I mean, even uh, what Travis Kelsey had a drop on that, that uh, possible third down con- uh, conversion in your first possession, you know. If you keep the chains going, you keep that possession going, I mean, that might turn into a different thing. So, but your second possession, you get a field goal. Cool. You know, and, and you know, at that point, I'm thinking – this is the game that we that we've been anticipating for the last two weeks. This is this is about to be a game. It's about to be a game. But you know, then um, you know, Tom Brady kicks it in the gear. You know, him and Gronk, you know, hook up on the touchdown. You know, is it is what it is. And here to me, this was a good turning point that I really thought we was about to get the Super Bowl that we all expected. It's seven to three Buccaneers. Then the Buccaneers drive down and go for it on fourth down. And the Kansas City defense stands up and stops them. Goal line stands. And, and I'm in my head, I'm thinking, oh, it's on now. We about to get some game. And then next thing you know, you do nothing with that drive. That was the, uh, the Kelsey drop. You know, if I believe so, that was following that – um. That that uh, goal line stands, yeah, that was a Kelsey drop. But then, uh, you know, uh, no no help from uh, the the Chiefs punter Tommy Townsend, and you had a bad game. Oh, you had a bad game as a punter, man. You you had two shanks that 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 helped give the the Buccaneers. I mean, man, you when you talking about a bad time to have a bad game as a punter. The Super Bowl is it. Like, like, like you literally just just bombed and 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 you gave them field position. I believe it was the the, the 30-something. <laughs> yeah, out of bounds at your at your own 38. I mean, what, what, what are you gonna do? You just as a defense, just held up your own and had a goal line stand in the Super Bowl. It gets no bigger than that. And then your punter just shanks it. After your offense, you just drop the third down. Travis Kelsey, you drop the third down ball, man. 
You know, so if you understand, if, if people really understand what you saw tonight, you saw the Tampa Bay offense taking advantage of extra possessions. You saw that defense shut down that high-powered offense. And then, I mean, there's just no excuses, Kansas City. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this on on Andy Reid that you 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 got to find a way to get your team ready. You've been there, yeah, man. Down podcast, you right, you right. They got they got Molly Watt. There's no way around that. There is no way around that at all. When when you've been talking about all year, running it back, running it back, and you had two weeks to prepare and and got out coach Andy Reid. I, there's no other way around that. There, here's where the game was lost. We all knew as a nation, as the world, knew that what the Kansas City office line was makeshift. It was pretty much putting duct tape on a bumper until you got that stimulus check to go get your shit fixed. I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, you literally had Mitchell Schwartz, the right tackles, been out pretty much all year. That was a given. But the big blow was when Eric Fisher, the left tackle, goes down to AFC Championship championship game. And Andy Reid, you had two weeks. You had two weeks to go and, and, and come up with some kind of game plan to stop that four-man rush. The Buccaneers rushed four guys all night. Four guys. It wasn't like they was throwing the whole house. It was none of that blitzing like it was in week 12. And, and I mean, come on, Andy Reid made no adjustments to that game. It, it, I mean, did what what See, now this is what, what drives me crazy a lot of times as a fan of sports and not just any team. A fan of sports is when sometimes coaches get all the praise and, and all the admiration, but sometimes they get too damn cute and fancy trying to think that they can outsmart the other guy, but sometimes just get down to the meat and potatoes of everything. And that keep it simple. And that's what Todd Bowles did. Todd Bowles kept it so simple today. Had a four-man rush. It wasn't a lot of blitzing. Like I said earlier, there was a lot of, you know, defensive tackle and defensive end stunts, you know, pretty much the the, uh, the end comes in and the tackle loops around and and, and he's in his face. Patrick was <laughs> what. Patrick was looking like he, he was running from Brittany, his baby mama, because they they must have got broken up, and she already on child got him on child support or some shit. I don't know. He was he looked like he was running from something. It looked like boy, he was running from police or something. He had a warrant. He was running for his life. That boy was running and running like oh oh four is Gump in this joint. He, he that boy was shook, and that's Andy Reid's fault. Tampa Bay, they did not blitz a lot. Not a, you know, I mean, four men was getting the job done. And I've said it all week on on our our daily, uh, our Monday and Thursday shows for IOW that they have to get some kind of way to slow that pass rush down, get some chips, you know, whether it's a, a running back or a tight end, chip those ends, who's ever coming off on the end. You know, I said it on other people's show. I left comments on Facebook here, left comments on Instagram here. This, the only thing I was worried about was Chiefs O-line versus Buccaneers on uh, defensive line. And sure enough, February 7th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time when that kickoff kick and to them almost – 10.30 when the game in, it was D-line of the Tampa Bay beating up on the Kansas City O-line all game, the whole game. I mean, damn. 
you know, this is the one thing that drives me crazy with this mess with coaches. I mean, I, what do I know? I just a guy that used to play football, love football, but you know, I'm just a cook now, but I can see that you got to make adjustments. Like, like, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like these fools was just getting beat up and Andy Reid made no adjustments. I mean, damn, Mike Rimmers. Oh my God. Obviously Super Bowls is bad for you, bro, man. You did the same thing when you was a Carolina Panther. Oh, and Shaq Barry was a was a was a Denver Bronco. He was beating on your ass like a drum. That Super Bowl got him a ring. He did it again that night. He was beating your ass like a drum again. Like goddamn. And at some point, like Andy Reid, like what you gonna do? You just gonna sit there and just like, keep your motherfuckers just keeping beat like a drum? I did. Am I am I the only person that doesn't think that's the truest form of insanity? I'm not crazy, am I? I mean, I know I smoke a lot of weed. I may, you know, I got my Modelo with me. I know I drink, but shit, but goddamn, I, I ain't stupid. Like, come on, what are we doing? But enough with the Super Bowl, you know. Like I said, I'm still with my chief shit because I'm going to still rap them. I ain't no Fairweather. I ain't no bandwagoner. You know, I got 33 years of investment in this shit, but you know, I still got to be professional. Come on here on the inaugural show of the late night, night owl edition with y'all ILW Sports. And I still got to do what I got to do, but I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it funky. Andy Reid, you got to do better. And hey, come on, bro. Like, what, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Y'all jokers getting paid so many so many millions to make these decisions. Shit, give me give me a few million. I can go sit there and just be a fuck up and, and just see my tackles getting beat like a drum all night. I could do that. <laughs> and give me that check. Shit. Shit, Andy Reid. I'll take your check to sit there and let let the just my quarterback run for his life like he on parole and he trying to duck and hide. Like I could do that. Like, what are we doing? Like, come on now. Y'all cats getting paid millions to make those decisions. Shit. I'm sitting on the cows and doing that shit for free. We, should, we, we, we in the same boat, Andy Rick. Come on now. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, what are we doing? And, 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 and Steve Spagnolo, you know, I thought you was the gatekeeper that knew how to beat Brady and, and you, you gotta get your you gotta get your defense disciplined, man. It's discipline. But that that's a you know, that's always been probably one of my knocks about Andy Reid since he came a head coach of the Chiefs discipline. You know, the the true Chiefs fans know out there, and Chiefs ain't never been the most disciplined team. Yeah, let's talk on that. Let's talk on that. It came and beat you in the ass tonight. Undisciplined shit. That's not championship material. Can't lean on Patrick Mahomes for everything. Yeah, like like my people at Band on podcast. Yeah, it's all fun and games when you're facing Jimmy G in the Super Bowl. Now, now that's 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 legit. That that's some legit shit right there. You know that that one Jimmy G out there on this side. That was the goat. You know what I'm saying? That that was Brady. <laughs> goat Brady. I mean, look, you can have the discussions what you want. Hey, that man, that man is a bad man. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, I'm not going to say he's a guard or not. That, you know, I'm going to let y'all debate that. You know, I'm just going to say he's the greatest winner. You know, so let's talk about some legacies. You know, let's, I mean, Brady already submitted his self and, Probably one of the you know stratosphere of uh, 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 best quarterbacks you know goats you know him you know they talk about you know Joe Joe Montana you know they talk about other uh, other quarterbacks you know I hear Rogers' name get thrown in you know I'm not ready to do that you know he only got one Super Bowl but I mean you know they talk about Drew Brees same way you know hey. You know, all I know is good is good, you know. And then there's certain people that just know how to win, you know. 
I mean, this is what everybody wanted to see. You know, uh, the divorce between Belichick and Brady, who was going to get the first, first, you know, Super Bowl chip, who's going to get it? You know, Brady came out, hey, hey, you say what you want. He went, he went to a, a nicely built team. All right. You know, that, that Bucks defense is, 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 you know, hasn't always gotten the recognition because, you know, quarterback they had in the past, Mr. Crab Legs, he, you know, that little joker, he, he'll throw up a, an interception in a heartbeat. And I will say this, that front office for the Buccaneers did it smart. They knew that they had a solid defense on a team. And then you take away 30 interceptions, double-digit interceptions, about every year that Jameis Winston played. Hey, who knows what, what could happen, you know? So, hey, whatever whatever they did to pitch to Tom Brady was a hell of a pitch. <laughs> and then, you know, Brady was like, hey, Gronk, whenever you ready to start being stupid, playing with WWE, being a wrestler and shit, come on, let's go get a chip. Hey, got him a chip, got him another one, you know. Gronk piggybacked off the off another. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go there, bro. I'm just talking shit. But you know, he he went ahead and, and made sure he, you know, he, he knew how his bread got buttered in in New England. So why not go do it in Tampa Bay? Yeah, hey, let's go get another one time. Hey, Gronk, Gronk ain't he may act silly. He ain't stupid now. <laughs> he know how to he know how to get to them chips. Go 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 hang out with TV twelve. That boy get your chip. So we can talk about legacies. Bill Belichick has his own legacy as one of the greatest coaches and and well deserved. I mean, he's always managed to get the most out of a lot of name people that. Nobody knew, and nobody knew their names. They was like, "Who, who, who was that? Such and such." Nah, I ain't never heard of that. Nah, did they even play college ball? Nah, I ain't never. You know, he's always been good at building a team, but when you got somebody like Brady, that makes your life a lot easier. There's, there's a lot of. I don't want to say, you know, people get complacent, but let's just say is I don't have to worry about certain things with the offense or this because it's that man over there, TB12. Who I mean, that that that's that's a that's a winner. You say what you want about you know the cheating allegations, this that. He's a winner, you know. Um, I mean, I could say those same things too, but I know if he was, if he did all that stuff in the Chiefs organization, of course I would. You know, Patriots fans ain't gonna ever say that. They just gonna say he's a winner, but he is. He is a winner. It's seven now. <laughs> I mean. He he got more Super Bowl wins than most franchises in the NFL got appearances in the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, what can you say? I mean, so I mean, his to me and his legacy is is cemented among the greatest of all time across any sports. I mean, when you get seven championships in the NFL in the free agency era, you know that is something to behold. I mean, end of the day, you you either show up and win the big one or you don't. And more times than not, he's been in 10 of them, won seven of them. I mean, I'll take a 70% winning percentage in, in any kind of championship, any time, any sport. I mean, you would be silly not to take a 70% Winning percentage. I mean, say what you want about the guy. He's a winner. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's nothing left to say about his legacy. I mean, and one thing that bothered me about the thing about leading up to the Super Bowl was a lot of people trying to 
talk about Patrick's legacy, you know, and look, old me right now wouldn't be able to do this podcast right now. I'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all. Uh, I'd have been pissed off. Uh, I probably would have gotten in a fight with somebody, um, whether family member, friend, dog, cat, uh, chicken, and it wouldn't even matter. I got in a fight with something. Uh, probably been too drunk to do this shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I got a little drunk my sorrows away. I'm just, I'm exaggerating, but you know, I'm, I love my Chiefs. And for all my Chiefs fans, especially back home in the KCMO, we be I, Chiefs kingdom around the world, we will be okay. You know, it's easy enough to say that, yeah, we'll be back in this position again, but look at the Chiefs organization, 50 years, ain't really been doing too much. Last three years, you've been to three straight AFC championships that you hosted in Kansas City, been to two straight Super Bowls, won one. Look, the window is not closed. <coughs> Excuse me. The window's not closed. The window is pretty much wide the hell open. Mahomes is 24. He'll be 25 September. Just signed, uh, what, a 10-year, half-a-bill contract, half-a-billion-dollar contract that don't kick in until after the 2022 season. So he, he'll be in Kansas City for at least a minimum of another 10 to 11 years. Travis Kelsey still signed. Tyreek still has two years left on his contract. So, look, Patrick's going to have his pieces around him. Patrick will still have his weapons. Patrick will still be relevant because of his talent. Patrick got let down by his coaching staff but not trying to find a way to stop a four-man rush. That's not Patrick's fault. If, if anybody was paying attention to the Super Bowl, he went down fighting. Dude was literally like the like the last airbender was laying sideways before he hit the ground, like literally parallel to the ground and threw a dart, threw a spiral. What man in God's green earth can literally throw a spiral looking like Superman floating on the ground? Who? Oh, Patrick Mahomes can. And the guy dropped it, hit him right dead in the face. Boom, dropped it. So look. Patrick Mahomes' legacy, this game did not make or break his legacy. Had Patrick and the Chiefs won this game, and it had been more of a feather in his cap to say that I've beaten Tom Brady in the Super Bowl because Eli Manning and Nick Foles are the only guys that can ever say that. And that list, not only is it short, but it's the most ironic list in all of sports because you don't think of Eli Manning as a great quarterback. You damn sure don't think of Nick Foles as a great quarterback. If anything, Nick Foles is the greatest finesse of all sports. This man has finessed millions of dollars at the NFL and has done maybe two great games, won a Super Bowl, and other than that, has been a piss-poor-ass quarterback. Majority of the time, now he's relegated to a damn backup role. This man is literally about to been in talks of being traded again. This man has been passed around and passed around the NFL like a jump off. So let's not get it twisted. But everybody don't freak out. Patrick Mahomes is just fine. This game did not make his legacy. I mean, these sports catchers on these damn big company shows are just going off the rails. BB, Black Barber Watches, shout out to you. What's going on, sis? I mean, Patrick Mahomes' talent is literally going to take him far in his career. It's only his third year as a starter. All three years that he has started, AFC Championship game, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, 1-1. One, one. I mean, look, don't freak out. 
they, they, these sportscasters are killing me talking about, oh my gosh, Patrick Mahomes, this legacy, especially, especially you, that damn Stephen A. Smith. So your, your little foolery ass, I be trying to stick up for you and, and, and I be trying to, you know, have your back all the time. I, but with this one, you, you tweeted some old, some old boo boo and you talking about he ain't in that conversation. I go, well, regardless. You tried to make it seem like it was his fault that the team was losing. But you know what? I ain't even gonna get all too too far into you. Cause sometimes you just you you the money man. You ESPN's money man. See, you 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 get money to just say stupid shit and tweet stupid shit. So ain't even gonna give you that kind of energy. I mean I hope to get some of your checks done one day. You know, I ain't even gonna front. <laughs> but, you know, I ain't gonna be on no, no boo-boo, foo-foo shit. I'm a kid. You know, that's why we doing our own thing. That's why I'm right here. You know, I'm, I'm gonna make my millions right here. I ain't, even, I ain't gonna do none of that foo-foo. But, I mean, Patrick's legacy is just fine. There's no way that I don't see him in this position again. You know what I'm saying? He, I think he's going to have countless opportunities to get back to the Super Bowl. I mean, the man literally has majority of his nucleus on his team coming back. You know, when you have continuity like this, and this is, to me, this is totally different from Aaron Rodgers and him getting his shot and not getting back. I don't think this is the case. You know what I'm saying? I think this is, you know, as the Chiefs organization, what you need to do to make sure you get another Lombardi. And that is to make sure you have an adequate office line and have some depth. So when you have injuries like this, you can avoid Mike Rimmers getting beat like a drum again in the Super Bowl. You didn't go to two Super Bowls with two organizations and cost two organizations two Super Bowls. <laughs> that boy was getting beat like a drum. Just boo, 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 boo. Hey, Mike Rivers, boo, 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 boo. Like, and, and now you see why JPP was clowning him because Shaq Barrett, like I said earlier, did it to him again. He did it when and right, Mike Rivers was a Panther and Shaquille Barrett was was on the Broncos. Now you got two rings at the two Super Bowls of beating you like a drum. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. But like I said, hey, that's any reason fault. But Patrick Mahomes will be back because if anybody saw that press conference, he took his ch- he hey he took it like a man. He said we just got beat up, and you did. But he, you know. You could just see him holding back the hurt. He was hurt. And I and I I don't think it was physical. They want to talk about the toe. I think the toe was fine. I mean, anytime you you damn near Superman that oh like literally that man was parallel to the ground and threw a through a spiral. I saw that and I, I lost my damn mind because this man literally just threw a spiral. Going like flying like Superman. So, look, he'll be back. He'll be doing his thing. He'll probably get him maybe two, th- two or three more wings. Hopefully, I hope he, I, you know, as a Chiefs fan, I hope he gets Brady rings. I hope he's throwing up six more and, and he'll tie Brady. But um, I will say this. I will not be surprised at the first time in NFL history that you get a repeat Super Bowl. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks and the Chiefs run it back. I won't be surprised at all. I'm saying it here now. So if that does happen next year, don't. I mean, you know, I ain't going to say I'm a genius or anything. Toot, toot. <laughs> uh, anyway, man, let's, let's talk uh, some, you know, we got about almost about 15 more minutes left. Let's talk about some some other things in NFL. 
Um, you know, this QB carousel has been, man, it's been quite interesting. I mean, you're talking about, you know, the first domino already fell. Matthew Stafford got himself traded about a Detroit, went to uh, Los Angeles Rams, you know, um, Rams send uh, Jared Goff to the Detroit Lions. Um, they sent a, uh, I think it was a, a second, second round of this year's draft and two first the following two more drafts. So this was the 20, 2022 and 2023 first round picks. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how y'all really felt about the trade. I think I felt like Detroit kind of wanted to trade on paper because, I mean, Matthew Stafford, 33, he's getting up there in age. When he's 32 now, he'll be 33 or, you know, sometime before the season starts. And, you know, he's he's been beat up a lot. He's played a lot of games hurt. Um, he hasn't missed a lot of games. Uh, but still, I mean, getting beat up and probably having all-season surgery all the time. I mean, he's an Iron Man. I mean, he, he's a he's a tough Iron Man. And, but the only problem is he's 33. I mean, as as Drew Brees about, you know, trying to be that old, taking all them hits and seeing how your body recovers. Drew Brees has, has missed at least like three, four games the last three or four years. Did it this year, last year. You know, I believe in the uh, year before that, missed a few games. So, you know, but uh, to this trade, you know, I thought the trade got off. I mean, you get you get two number ones, you get a two, and, and you get, I mean – Look, say what you want about Jared Goff. I think he's adequate. I mean, I think he's he's Alex Smith-esque. And that's no diss to Alex. He was a game manager. I mean, he could make some throws. May have been a little bit hesitant to make certain throws. But, you know, I mean, give him the right tools like the Chiefs did. And you get a decent, at least a decent playoff run. I mean... In Detroit, that's that's almost like winning the Super Bowl, a playoff appearance. So, you know, I think Detroit, you know, got off. So, you know, get you. I mean, they always picking in the top ten. So, eventually, some of those picks gotta start paying off. So, I mean, they're picking in the top ten again this year, I think. So, I I think they might be all right. They definitely gonna get younger. That's for sure. I mean, that's what helps when you you suck a lot <laughs> and you get top picks. Um, <clears throat> you know, one thing I want to uh, speak on as well, Carson Wentz seems like he's almost on his way out of, out of Philadelphia, you know, at some point it was going to either be, uh, you know, like I said, on the ILW show, um, 3 PM Eastern standard time, Mondays and Thursdays, you know, that, um, it was going to come down to either Carson Wentz or, or Doug Peterson. And one of them, or if both, were not going to be in Philly. Um, so, you know, Doug Peterson's already got the axe. But it still looks like Carson Wentz doesn't want to be there still. I mean, uh, you know, there's been... <laughs> I don't I don't know what you do. If Carson Wentz doesn't want to be there... Now, here's what I'm thinking. If Carson Wentz still doesn't want to be there, then to me, and that, in my opinion, thinks that he's lost that team. And, I mean, when the quarterback literally says, I want, I still want out, after they got rid of the coach that you felt was the reason why y'all weren't winning, and now you still say you don't want to be there? To me, that says that you are not wanted in that locker room anymore. That means you have lost that team. That means no one wants to play for you anymore. That's how, that's how I'm seeing that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not an expert, <laughs> you know. I'm, I, I play football. I love football. I mean, I'm a man. I know how guys think. I know how the locker room grows. I think that that team feels they have a better shot with Jalen Hurts. That's just my honest opinion. 
And so he's still sitting firm on this, I want out. If I'm the Eagles, yeah, you cost probably 35 to the cap. But if we trade you, hey, if you can find somebody stupid enough to take that salary on and get something back for him. What am I? Why would I hold you hostage? You want to go? Fuck out of here. <laughs> we, we'll find we'll find some somewhere for you to go. I mean, if I'm the GM, I I would take all calls, but I would set that price mighty high. I mean, if if Matthew Stafford can go for for two number ones and a two and a quarterback, a very a very younger quarterback. I mean. That was like almost a six-year age difference between Goff and Matthew Stafford. If if they if the Rams could, gave that up for Matthew Stafford, if I'm the Eagles, yeah, take this salary. I'll take your picks, but I would probably get like either offensive linemen because they've had offensive line issues, or get some defensive help. I mean, because I think Jalen Hurts is at least adequate enough. You know what I'm saying? And he's on a rookie year. He's on a rookie deal. I mean, why not? Bye. Bye, Carson. <laughs> I mean, hell. You didn't you didn't win the Super Bowl for us. I mean, that was Nick Foles. I mean, other than that, you ain't done nothing for us. We we gave you an extension. A nice hefty one. Can't say, can't say healthy. I mean, here yeah. <laughs> you play like boo boo this year for sure. Yeah, bye. I send them out. I take all calls. I would. I mean, it's easy to link him with with Indianapolis, you know, because his relationship with Frank Wright. I see if Indy would. I mean, they they gotta be. And, and looks for a quarterback. Phillip Rivers just retired. You know, I've been hearing grumblings about Andrew Luck, but until I see that happens, you still need a quarterback. I mean, unless they know for sure that Andrew Luck is going to come out of retirement, I go, I I call him. Why not? It's not going to hurt. I mean, you're not too far off at Indy. Your defense is nice. It's adequate for sure. I think you got one of the best O lines in the NFL. Oh yeah, go go get Philly. Go go get Philly a call. Call him. You better call Philly. Hey, what's up? What you want for a call? You better call him. Yeah, you better do it. Um, where's another team? I I saw reports about Carson Wentz going to Chicago. You know, for some picks and, and Nick Foles, but they would somehow um, trade uh, Trubisky to get some kind of value from. I I don't I don't know if those reports are even far from uh, you know close to the truth. I got a feeling they far from the truth, but I'm just you know trying to be 100 with y'all. I keep it keep it real. Um, Drew Brees. Now this is this is interesting. Drew Brees restructured his contract. Saves the New Orleans Saints $24 million. That's a lot of money. So you saved, you saved $24 million. Now, I know it is. When I see something like that, as in a player restructuring his contract and he's been linked to retirement, but he hasn't announced it yet, but he restructured his contract. I think Drew Brees coming back for one more year. Oh yeah. Everybody. Oh, he's going to retire. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. He's going to, I thought he was going to retire. I I was one of those people too. 
you know that 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 rib injury he cracked like eleven ribs. I I I thought it was done, and then apparently his wife you said he had a uh, you know partially torn labrum or or collarbone or something like that, and he was playing with it all year. I mean that might be the reason why he he wasn't really throwing so hot this year. Either way, anytime you restructure your contract. To me, that says you want to come back. I mean, the Saints were having some cap issues. And, um, you know, that helps alleviate a little bit of that. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them. And I wouldn't be shocked if he does come back after seeing the reports that he restructured his contract and save the Saints $24 million. You know what you can do with $24 million? Especially if you Drew Brees and you the Saints and you say, I'm going to come back one more year. I can easily go help on that offensive line. I can go get uh, a solid number two receiver. I can get a solid backup to Alvin Kamara. I mean... To me, that's that's a lot of writing on the wall. It's just, hey, I'm I'm that look. I'm just keeping it one hundred. That says to me that Drew Brees says, "Look, our defense is is almost as lights out as it can get. But if we get a couple of pieces right here on our def, on our offensive side." To go with Michael Thomas, you know what I'm saying? To go with Alvin Kamara, they could possibly do something. I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a genius. Like I said, I just love football and I love talking about it. I played it. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I know what I know. I see what I see, and when I hear things like restructured contract, that means you want to come back. So do not be surprised if Drew Brees comes back. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Shout out to my people at IOW Network. Uh, the man with the master plan. That boy Jamel. That man Jamel. Uh, Black Baba Walters. Shout out Alexis. Our big bro Philip Riddick. Who is on our bops? Our bop, his podcast, very very thought provoking podcast. So you want a dumb conversation? That's the guy you want to holler at. Um, he also does Daddy Cooks, um, his cooking uh, YouTube channel. Man, that that uh, uh, Philip is a hoot, man. But he he's a grinder. I love it. Um, uh, you can always check out me myself, Welcome Mar. Um, if you're in the, the Raleigh, Durham, Mooresville, Cary, Apex, the whole triangle area, you know, I got my own catering business, Mad Max, M-A-D-M-A-C-S, you know, go over to my website, www.madmax.net, you know, uh, support your boy, it's all, all love and appreciate it. You know, you check out Alexis. She also does catering and she does bacon. You know, Millie J Sweet Treats. Millie J Sweet Treats. Um, big bruh Jamel. He he he's the brainchild of all this. You know, I came to him with this idea of just doing a late night sports edition of the IOW uh sports network. Um, you know. Cause I love sports. I love talking shit. So hell, why not? And um, but he's the brainchild of all this. He has a lot going on with the whole network that we got going on. So be in store for that. You can also check out his clothing line on Bonfire. Um, Bonfire.com, the J Edward collection. Um, I mean, you know, we all part of the movement. We trying to get our voices heard. Um, you know, control our narrative. But um man, 
This was the debut episode of the late night out talk with Wildcard Mar. Um, to those that tuned in and that's going to listen, I appreciate it. Appreciate the love. We're going to do this every night, late night, because the late night owls need some love too. So we're going to talk sports late night. I look forward to seeing y'all when I see you. I, it was lovely. Y'all be kind to each other. Well, most of all, be safe out here in this corona world. We don't need nobody getting the COVID. So y'all be safe out there. Wear your mask. Love each other. Hug each other. Peace. It's been real.